The service of prayer and preaching for Adte Lavavi, first Sunday in Advent, December 3rd, 2023. We sing him LSB 359, Lo, How a Rose Air Blooming. preaching on page 260 using the Advent versicles. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God shall come. He does not keep silence. Prepare the way of the Lord. 
make his paths straight. Shower, O heavens, from above, and let the skies rain down righteousness. Let the earth open, that salvation may sprout forth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. A reading from Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country, and out of all the countries where he had driven them. Then they shall dwell in their own land. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. 
O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. A reading from Romans, the 13th chapter. Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reading from Matthew, the 21st chapter. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you. And immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them, they brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Continue with the Advent Responsory on page 263. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, 
This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. He shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. In our postmodern day world, Advent seems to be a lost season. Stores are all decked out in Christmas adornment. Christmas music fills the air, and even the church and homes of Christians are filled with the garb of Christmas, mine included. But here's the kicker, Christmas has not started yet. The celebration does not happen until the proper preparations have been made. Certain steps must be taken, but you know that. Step one comes before step two, and if you need further proof, don't clean, bake, or buy anything for your family Christmas celebration. Just tell them to show up. I would like to think that's why many put up the Christmas decorations early. We just want to be prepared. But prepared for what? What's the game? Who's the enemy? What's the goal? That seems to be a harder question that is ever on the move. We sing of preparation and worldly songs this time of year. We sing songs about being good so that we will be rewarded with good gifts at the end, right? You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. Is that for what we are preparing? There is more to this mortal life. Having or not having are important, even more so for eternal life. It's not just our own predilections towards temper tantrums or greed to obtain more or keep what we have that we seek to prepare for this coming month. 
God's holy word tells us that sin, death, and the devil are also our enemies. They drive their cause with wickedness and evil, with tactics to, that, to, to seem to take on so many different forms. But how does one really prepare for all of that? I think I've used this phrase before, but by way of reminder, memorize the seven Ps. Proper prior planning prevents positively poor performance. No one really likes to prepare. It's the celebration we want. We want the glory, not the work. Preparation is hard work. Celebration is easy, but preparation is necessary. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. That is just what we are doing. Advent is a time in which we prepare for the coming of the Lord. As Christians, we take time to prepare for not just the celebration of his birth at Christmas time. Rather, we really are engaged in preparing for his final coming. In our colleagues for this season, we will be hearing the words, Stir up our hearts, O Lord, and come. Our King is coming in all glory, power, and might. Our hearts, minds, lives, and entire beings must be prepared for that day when he comes. Our first Sunday in Advent gives us a preparation call through the prophet Jeremiah. <laughs> Poor Jeremiah. If there ever was any job you did not want, it would probably be his. He was called to prophesy to the people of God during a terrible time and to bring messages of truth that people didn't want to hear. The land was full of idolatry, and vices ran the day. Any prophets who spoke against the people's pet sins, moral corruption, shortcomings, wickedness, or any depravity were killed, or worse. It was not politically correct to talk about sin and failure, the law of God, and man's weaknesses. Jeremiah had to say hard things to obstinately wicked people for over 40 years. For four decades, Jeremiah was in the same place, speaking the same message of God's word to the same people, and things went from bad to worse. Just how bad was it? Jeremiah lived some 620 years before the birth of Christ. Under King Josiah, all was fairly good for him. Then Josiah died and was followed by a series of evil kings, names like Jehoahaz and Jehoiakim and Jehoiachin, each of these was a descendant of David, each a legitimate king who was to shepherd the people of Judah, and each a king who led the nation to disaster. Jeremiah warned them, and instead of repenting, they persecuted the prophet. Finally, the Babylonians captured Judah, and in 586, they destroyed the temple and took many of the inhabitants of the land away into exile. Jeremiah had to experience and see with his own eyes the land destroyed and the people carried away amid great misery and bloodshed. Then he had to preach and suffer in Egypt of all places, where he was stoned by his own people. <laughs> Merry Christmas! The tactics of the evil one has not changed all that much, has it? We find ourselves in much the same times as Jeremiah. God's word is challenged. Moral depravity only seems to matter depending on what side of the aisle you sit on. And to speak against the utter sin and corruption of man is met with forceful challenge. It's not popular to talk of sin, nor is it politically correct to stand true to the very law of God. The shepherds, the kings, the leaders of today, just like in Jeremiah's day, 
are not living in righteousness, nor are they doing justice. God's people are being driven away. The devil, the world, and my own sinful flesh is seeking the celebration of myself and my own moral accomplishments. Forget the preparation and bring on the party. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. From the weak, brittle, and broken trees of our fallen humanity, from our dead stump of utter depravity, God will raise up a righteous branch, a righteous sprout from the very seed promised to Adam and Eve in Genesis 3.15. This tender shoot will be cut down in its prime, or rather give its life to save the stump. This very branch will be a king, unlike the current reigning leaders. He will literally king kingly. As you picture the perfect ideal king in all honor, integrity, decency, uprightness, and moral rectitude, that will be the very being of this king. He will rule over his land with all prudence, wisdom, and understanding. For every day that he reigns, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. That's a big deal as Judah, the southern kingdom, is under threat by Egypt and Israel, the northern kingdom, is under threat by Babylon. The foreign powers, the enemies of God, sin, Satan, and death itself will be no match. This king reigns with all authority in heaven and earth given to him forever and ever. See, it's not by their own power they're saved and dwell securely. It's not by your own power you are saved and dwell securely. The name of the one who gets all the credit is this. The Lord is our righteousness. I'm not my own savior. I'm not my own righteousness. I am dead and need to be prepared. Brothers and sisters, behold, the days are coming. Jeremiah tells God's people they will know him by a different moniker. It will no longer be the God who brought them out of Egypt. The defining moment for understanding the reign and rule of this righteous seed will not be the deliverance from death, but rather the Lord who brought up and led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where God had driven them. In other words, God will be known by his very act of restoration through the promised seed. Jesus Christ is that promised seed. His act of restoration on the cross is for all those in the north country, that's Babylon, and the countries God had driven them. God drove them away from the Garden of Eden, away from the Tree of Life. Because of sin, man is driven away from a holy God. How can something unclean, holy, and defiled be in the very presence of a holy and righteous God? You wouldn't bring a pie of blackbirds to set before the king. But God does not desire the death of a sinner. Rather, that they should turn to him, repent of their sins, be baptized, be made clean. They must be prepared in order to celebrate. Jesus Christ, the righteous branch, the very seed of the house of Israel, was born, lived the perfect life, was crucified, and died for your restoration. By his life, he lived in perfect righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. He kept the very law of God. He wasn't a very politically correct man, and the world wanted him dead. He crashed the party, and he did the preparation. He was busy preparing for you. By his thoughts, words, and deeds, he did what you are commanded to do and fail to do. He kept the law of God for you and died in your place so that you will be made right with God. 
He is your righteousness, your state of being right. This gift he gives you freely. He prepares you in the waters of holy baptism. You are washed and your dead heart is regenerated. You are then nourished and fed by his own words. He teaches, rebukes, corrects, and trains you in righteousness as you hear his words and through the strength of his Holy Spirit, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them. He has done all the work for you to celebrate these, his gifts. Through the Holy Spirit, Jeremiah prophesied that after God's people are restored and brought together from the pits of death and destruction that they suffer in Babylon, then they shall dwell in their own land. Literally, the Hebrew reads, they will marry or abide in their own land. For Israel, this meant the promised land. For you, it means God's promised land. In the days of glory, when Christ shall come with all his angels, all things thus being prepared, and his people living in saving faith, you will live forever in the new heavens and the new earth. I mean, it's hard for me to not make a bigger deal out of this small word. The language of Mary, the married relationship, is how God talks about the relationship Christ has with the church. He is the bridegroom. The church is the bride. She is adorned by him, washed and cleansed by him, prepared by him, for him in all holiness and splendor without wrinkle or spot or any such stain. Think of how much preparation goes into a wedding to celebrate that one day. Now magnify that exponentially and you get to the depth of the scriptures. How much preparation goes into the adorning of you? How much work does God put in for you? He has changed you from death to life. He has made you heirs of his everlasting kingdom. You are married to him. You're part of the bride. His is your groom. And everything that you have is his. Your sin, immorality, brokenness of tongue, heart, and life are his. He has taken it to the cross and buried it in the tomb. That also means that everything that is his belongs to you. Holiness, righteousness, innocence, blessedness, wisdom, justice, forgiveness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Heaven is yours. Salvation is yours. Eternal life is yours. Preparation is necessary, and Christ has done it properly and positively. He has planned for your eternal salvation and performs it through the death of his Son and gives it to you through water, word, bread, and wine. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. The future peace of eternity awaits us all, but his days of salvation have come. Peace is yours. God has declared it and given it to you. Even while the devil seeks to take it away, the peace of God that passes all understanding, even the devil's, the world's, and our own sinful flesh, has been bestowed to you. In the world's darkness, among the world's darkness, to the world's darkness, Christ has come. As we prepare this Advent season, we pray. From the manger, newborn light shines in glory through the night. Darkness there no more resides. In this light, faith now abides. Glory to the Father, sing. Glory to the Son, our King. Glory to the Spirit be now and through eternity. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, 
Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 332, Savior of the Nations Come. Savior of the nations, come, virgin son, make here your home. Marvel now, O heaven and earth, that the Lord chose such a birth. Not by human flesh and blood, by the Spirit of our God was the Word of God made flesh, woman's offspring pure and fresh. Here a maid was found with child, yet remained a virgin mild, in her womb this truth was shown, God was there upon his throne. Then stepped forth the Lord of all, from his pure and kingly hall, God of God yet fully man. His heroic course began. God the Father was his source. Back to God he ran his course. Into hell his road went down. Back then to his throne and crown. For you are the Father's Son, who in flesh the victory won. By your mighty power make whole all our ills of flesh and soul. From the manger newborn light, Shines in glory through the night, darkness there no more resides. In this light, faith now abides. Glory to the Father, sing, glory to the Son, our King, glory to the Spirit be, now and through eternity.
In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Raised from the dead, he will never die again. Death has no more dominion over him. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia. Dying, Christ dies to sin once for all. Living, he lives to God. Count yourselves as dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord Christ has been raised from the dead Alleluia Alleluia
Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 343, Prepare the Royal Highway. Prepare the royal highway, the King of kings is near. Let every hill and valley a level road appear. Then greet the King of glory, foretold in sacred story. Hosanna to the Lord, for he fulfills God's word. God's people see him coming, your own eternal King. Palm branches strew before him. Spread garments, shout and sing. God's promise will not fail you. No more shall doubt assail you. Hosanna to the Lord, for he fulfills God's word. Then fling the gates wide open to greet your promised King. Your King, yet every nation its tribute to should bring. All lands bow down before him, all nations now adore him. Hosanna to the Lord, for he fulfills God's word. His is no earthly kingdom, it comes from heaven above. His rule is peace and freedom and justice, truth, and love. So let your praise be sounding for kindness so abounding. Hosanna to the Lord, for he fulfills God's word. 